0: The Deep End Podcast. Welcome to The Deep End Podcast, brought to you by Waters Church in North Attleboro, Massachusetts. The Deep End is where we go deeper in the scriptures to empower our walk with God. If you're watching on Facebook Live, we're glad you joined us, and we encourage you to be a part of the conversation in the comments below. If you're listening in on SoundCloud or your podcast app, be sure to stay connected with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Let's go live to Pastor Tim Hatch as we get started with today's podcast. This is The Deep End.
1: Hey everyone, thank you for joining us on Facebook Live, and if you watch us on our weekly podcast, we thank you for uh, watching on that. Well, my name is Cheryl Hatch, and I am Pastor Tim's wife, and today is Wednesday Women Takeover on the podcast. I'm sorry we don't have the sexy beers. (laughs) Or the cool <laughs> leather jackets. <laughs> Sorry, oh, guys. Wow. But today happens to be... International Day of the Girl. Yeah, so today is estrogen-filled room.
2: Ooh, Girl power! <laughs> <laughs> yeah! So Take joining me
1: today in the studio, I have Nicole Nichols, and she runs our children's ministry, me and Nicole. we also have Marian Parsons, a.k.a. Shane's wife. Okay so today we just want to give props to all the women at Waters Church who make mm. the weekend experience Absolutely. what it is. You know there's mm-hmm. a lot of women at Waters Church who do so much yes. over the weekend Absolutely. and uh, you know we we see a lot of male leadership at this church, we see a lot mm-hmm. of male um, volunteers and a lot of male dominance, but there's a lot of women at Waters Church mm-hmm. who do so much always... and are awesome. Yes. So. Absolutely. Um, you know, and and just going on that, I just want to say, you know, in a in a society where there is a real um, breakdown in the male leadership, this is why we strategically do have our church l- a very male dominant and led by men. Yes. We we believe it's a healthy way to lead a church, and and so we do do that intentionally. Yes. But we are also um, a church who really values women and women who. Uh, are godly and spiritual, and who can lead? Mm-hmm. All right. So, and what is today, Marianne? Again, it's International Day of the Girl, and I
2: have a little bit of a tidbit for you all. Oh, great! Yep. I don't know if you know Vern Mitchell. Never heard, you ever heard of, of her. her. She's the first professional female baseball player.
1: She struck out Ruth, Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig. Woohoo! Well, <laughs> you go, Vern. <laughs> well, I have one too. The two highest IQ scores. R- uh, recorded in history belonged to women, mm-hmm. not a surprise. Wow. <laughs> we're smart, we're smart, intelligent. we're smart. All right. <laughs> and did you know that women say an average of 13,000 words per day? I believe it. But I don't believe that, uh, more than men, sorry, more yeah. than men. 13,000 words wow. more than men. Wow. So um, I don't think that's true in my case. Mm. <laughs> it's mine. I talk a <laughs> lot. a husband. husband really <laughs> likes to talk <laughs> and talk. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, we, uh, us women, you know, we, we are, we're unique. We have a lot to offer. Mm-hmm. So we, today yeah. we're just going to share some of our thoughts and awesome. and um, I wanted to have two of our staff members here in our studio, along with me, just to share a little bit about what they their role is in ministry and and how they um, affect Waters Church. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, Nicole, you are a young single woman at uh, Waters Church, and I wanted you to share some of the challenges that you find being single and also being single and in the ministry. Share with us a little bit about that.
3: Um, I think one of the main issues that um, just single women in ministry face, like in this church and in church in general, um, is the fact that we get overlooked as single women, I think we kind of face this pressure of okay you're here now get married have babies that's it
1: i'm sorry i'm <laughs> sorry that we and, yeah interview. that's
3: hmm. yeah and it's just it's just kind of like okay well, we there's so much we can do we have so much potential here as women who have who have a lot of time to give to ministry and I think right. that we have a unique influence on younger women so if we are having conversations with a 16 year old who you know desperately wants to be in a relationship like if I'm a married woman talking to her about oh you're good on your own she's like okay but you're married so right whereas like right. I can I can tell her like hey like you have so much to offer on your own you have so much to offer so much to give and um I just think that that's really cool and um that there's just so much that we do we can give so much time to ministry, so much time right. um, just to the church and we, we're, we're here, and we're here willing to serve. and Right, I don't think and you know in Absolutely. fact in 1
1: Corinthians 7 Paul mm-hmm. talks about being single mm-hmm. and how you can give all your work to the gospel and mm-hmm. I think you are such an example of that because you, you really do such a great job with that Nicole and Absolutely. we thank we you do. for that. Thank you. And so you also lead a small group I do. and most of almost all of those girls in your group are single women mm-hmm. and um, so you know I want you to just speak on the, on how uh, this the, being a single woman affects leading a small group of women, and how does that being in a group together? How does that change, you know, uh, or affect the lives of those women?
3: Um, I think it's really cool because, again, like I said, we have a unique perspective. Being single woman, I think that um, I have found that I can have a certain level of influence with the women that I lead, and I I enjoy it because it holds me accountable. Mm-hmm. So I think as single okay. women we face unique challenges and um, a lot of those, I mean, our world is a very tempting world to you know, get lost in. Yeah. And I think that it holds me accountable. It forces me to say, hey, like, I can't engage in certain behaviors because I have women that I'm leading. And um, right. they, you know, integrity is a big thing, especially with single women, especially in women groups um, that, you know, if you're going to lead somebody, they need to know that you're legitimate. That's all, um, yeah. And so like it forces me to just like just live my life in a way where um
1: you can be accountable, right?
3: I can be held accountable, and then also lead these women with love, and just not not condemn them for who they are, right. um, but just like to love them and genuinely like be a part of their lives.
1: Yeah, and you know that's important to note that there are so many different women coming into the, your groups mm-hmm. and into our small groups from different walks of life, yep. different stages in their spiritual walk, yep. mm-hmm. and it's good to have somebody like you who's been in this journey for quite a while coming in alongside somebody who's new to the faith. Mm-hmm. And new to Christianity, and you're able there. You're there able to help lead them and guide them. I think right, that's really a great. great job about being real, Thank you. yeah.
2: She's real. <laughs> she is real. <laughs> real Nicole.
1: You know, and also in a society where there's so much loneliness mm-hmm. um, amongst, I, I mean, every every age group, every gender. There's just so much loneliness, and a lot of the, the social media has lied to us, and and you know, especially to women. I feel like. Um, makes women feel like we have to be a certain way, we mm-hmm. have to look a certain way, mm-hmm. we have to act a certain way. Mm-hmm. And so, I, you know, can you speak a little bit to that about how that being in a group together, um, having that friendship, how does that help? Um, I
3: think it helps a lot because as I said, like as single women, one of our unique challenges is that we don't have a family to go home to at night. We are mm. not we're not going home to a husband, any of that. So we, we do encounter that, like that different level of loneliness and exhaustion um, on our own, I think. Being able to have a group of girls—I mean, like—I love my small group because we pray for each other, we love each other, um, mm. and we just there's just such a, like a pure friendship. It's like friendship on steroids, yeah. yeah and yeah. it's just like it's just really cool to be able to have that community of people. I mean, we do things together with for Thanksgiving, for fall festivities. We have Christmas events together. We just we just become a family with each other. Yeah. So I think that's really cool, and I think girls benefit off of having that community yeah
2: definitely that's Mm -hmm. having sisters yes
1: all right so speaking of small groups um i want to now transition over to my friend marianne who uh runs our small groups here at waters church you know if you think that our small groups are just thrown together or there are there's no work involved then i have to tell you there there is so much that is involved with um getting our small groups organized and marianne parsons does a phenomenal job Mm -hmm. with that there's so much that goes on behind the scenes. So much work put into running these small groups. And um, she does a fantastic job. Mm-hmm. And I think the, th- the small groups are the, um, I- is what weaves our church together. It's so important mm-hmm. that, I mean, because we could all gather here on the weekend and go, but it it, it would be nothing unless right. we had relationships. And right, I think exactly. this is what binds us together right. as, as people. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I want you just to share a little bit about um, you know, what, it, what is involved with planning our, your, your, our small groups? What does it take to get them okay. to where they are? Sure. Well, first of all, to be a
2: small group leader, it's a process. Um, we, we have to be v- diligent in how we select our leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't just randomly select them or just ask people. Um, we have a process that we go through. Mm-hmm. Uh, first oh, first of all, you,
1: really? You mean you yeah. don't just pluck somebody <laughs> from the congregation and say, Hey, you
2: No. <laughs> no. <Okay. laughs> right. No, we don't do that. Um reason being is because you know you could have a uh, hundred small groups.
1: Yeah. And
2: if not all a hundred small groups have healthy leaders, then you might as well not have any small groups at all. Yeah, no. Because mm-hmm. And we've health,
1: had that yes, we have had rogue, that our little rogue off go on your go own, on, doing your Yeah, wrapping. off the wall. <laughs>
2: Right. <laughs> off their own way. Um, so we have a process. So first of all, you really need to be in a group for a fair amount of time. Okay. And your small group leader does approach you and ask you if you want to apprentice. And that means that you're, that you want... They the, see something in you. That, yes. The I see in you that you know we always hear about. They see something in you that... Um, leads them to believe that you'd be a good smog group leader. Yep. Mostly caring about, I mean, you have to have just a love of people, I think. That's, that's one of the key components, I mm-hmm. think, to a smog group leader. Is you have to love people and be relational with mm-hmm. others. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have a process. They go through an apprentice. Um, you know, they take on the role of a, of a leader while the leader right. is still there with them. <laughs> and then once the leader feels that they're ready to go on, they, they take a training. So there's a training session that happens. Okay. And... Um, I usually do that myself. It's a it's a two hour training, and actually have one tonight. We have a lot that's of like fourteen leaders coming tonight, awesome. so I'm excited yeah, about really cool. that. Fantastic! Um,
1: so how many small groups do we currently
2: have? Currently, we have 73 small groups. We have uh, a little over 500 members of our church plugged yeah, into wow. a group. Wow. Yeah, That's awesome.
1: It's that's great really to great. get
2: connected. Absolutely.
1: So can you speak to somebody who's not in a small group and maybe apprehensive? about joining one, and, and just, you know, tell, tell us, tell us yeah. a little bit about what goes yeah. on. Well, first of all,
2: it's mes- it's sermon-based, so um, we take the weekend's message and bring it into the home. So on no
1: the, wacky, weird Bible studies. No Bible studies, <laughs> no
2: um, preaching on Revelation okay. that we have no idea what we're talking, talking about. about. Okay. We take Pastor Tim's message, or whoever the preacher is, okay. on the weekend, and we take that message, we bring it home. Um, into our homes on the weekdays, weeknight or w- morning, whatever happens to be the group, and we talk about it. We have a conversation, just like we have now, conversation right. about the message. Mm-hmm. And but it's not just that; it's also um, fellowship. Yeah, you know, we have fellowship. We it's building relationships while meeting each other's needs. Um, and I say that. Well, just, well, uh, you know, speak a
1: little bit about what goes on in your small group. Well, we like to eat a lot. <laughs> we, <laughs> we have a we have we an excellent
2: do. baker. Oh, she good. knows who she is, and she's probably listening right now. <laughs> oh, good! Kudos to you, our sure. baker. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, we eat. We
2: like to eat. We we st- That's how we we break our ice. We start off with some that's, food. Yeah,
1: that's great. It, mm.
2: it helps because we have conversation. Hey, you know, how was your week? Oh, yeah, what happened? You know, at the job? Did you did you get the job? How's you know whatever's happening in the life? And it gives us an icebreaker, that's and great. then. Yeah, and then we sit around the table and we go over the message. Again, it's just a conversation. It's questions that are, you know, we bounce around and, and everybody it, has a chance to It's answer. also a
1: way for, for everybody who listened to the message to relate that yes, to their life. Yes, and absolutely.
2: It's fantastic.
1: It, even in my small group, I, you know, I have to say that um, you hear it one way, but when everybody else kind of adds their perspective and talks about it and, and s- says how they've applied it to their life, it, it, it actually enriches it. Mm-hmm. and so I really take a lot from that yeah so um, you know there's, o- there's obviously requirements to be a small group leader absolutely so I want you just to share a little bit about what those are yes. um, very important that you serve mm-hmm. on the weekend mm-hmm. in, right. in
2: some capacity or another that's that's very important um, especially what you were talking about earlier about you know being an example mm-hmm. you know you're mm-hmm. a leader you have to lead by example yeah. um, another another requirement is that you need to be baptized Mm-hmm. If you're going to, you know, tell somebody they need to go to baptism class, I right. hope you, you know, you have to baptize. baptized. Obviously, you have to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Yes. Um, and also, one big one is that we just cannot afford to, or not, we just can't venture off from is tithing. Very, right. very I, important absolutely. that you
1: tithe. Yeah. yeah. As and I'm a just going to say right here in Luke six. Ten to twelve, it says, if you cannot be trusted with earthly wealth, how can you be trusted with spiritual riches? And you know, we we believe that our people, that the the members of Water Church, are spiritual riches. And so, we will never entrust somebody with you if they cannot be trusted with with earthly wealth, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is biblical.
2: And another thing I want to say about small groups too, as far as the you know, you're you're growing your relationship with Christ. Mm-hmm. But also, you're, you're meeting people's needs, and we have we have. I have to give you the example. We have one small group that um, one of the ladies in the small group. She had a stroke, and yeah. now she's in a nursing home, mm-hmm. and may or may not be coming out of the nursing home. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, praying that she does, but I I don't know. Um, so she can't make it to her small group every week. So once a month, her entire small group oh, that's awesome. goes to the nursing home, visits so, her, and yeah. what a blessing it is, is to her. Absolute. That's that's it's and so
1: important. I mean, we have endless stories of, you know, testaments and testimonies of <laughs> what's been going yep. on in our small groups. Mm-hmm. Um, even my own small group, I, I have to say, um, if one of us is discouraged, there's a whole group chat, and everybody's encouraging each other, and and we just, it's a family. So mm-hmm. now speaking of families, we also have, so we have single women groups, we have single men groups, and we have groups of all ages but we also have quite a few families. We do. Groups.
2: Very important. Our family very groups important. are very important because they're, they're, they're not as many of those as we like because right, we, we have are, a lot of well, children. We,
1: uh, the, I would say that the demographic of our church is uh, families. Really? Yeah. Um, blended yeah. families, small families, large families. We just have a lot of families. We have a lot of single moms and um, so we really do appreciate and value our small groups of families and um, do you want to speak a little bit about on those?
2: Yeah, it's very important because, uh, like you said, that we value the family. Um, a lot of times, what will happen is the, the small group leaders who have you know children welcome, they'll they'll put them in another room. Maybe somebody will come in, you know, if they're too young, somebody will come and babysit them, and right. maybe maybe even do uh, some sort of lesson themselves. Um, yeah. But mainly, you know, the kids are also getting. Becoming friends too, mm-hmm. so they're they're building their relationships while mm-hmm. you're building your own relationship with with the adults. Mm-hmm. Right,
1: right. No, that's great. Off my hands. So I'm going to swing back to <laughs> Nicole, and um, we're going to. So we were talking about family. So now I want to talk a little bit about the kids, mm-hmm. kids of Watershed, since you run our um, children's ministry and. A f- doing a fantastic job, Nicole. I mean, yes. I don't know if people think that they just show up here on <laughs> Sunday morning and everything is just, you know, just yes. all you do is just zap your kid yeah. in and it's, it's great. No, there yeah. is so much work that, that is Absolutely. involved in Waters Kids and so, so much just strategic planning that goes mm-hmm. in into Waters Kids. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted you guys um, to get a little bit of an insider um, understanding of what it is that our staff does here on, on during the week and then Nicole will share a little bit about what goes on during the weekend experience. Okay. So what goes into the planning during the week for Waters Kids?
3: Well I mean during the week we do a lot of like paper planning I guess you could call it. So we plan out our lessons. We plan out what um, we're going to be teaching the kids for the entire month. So we are, we try to be a couple months out. So right now it's Beginning of October, and we are already halfway through November curriculum. We are um, already planning that entire month. That's awesome. And um, what curriculum do you use? We use Orange. Okay. Um, we love Orange because they are very organized. They are very media based, and they take um, kind of the psychology of how kids interact with the world around them and turn that into ministry. And I think it's so cool. Yeah, that um, is. They look at age groups, like. and they're like, oh, like this age group, they think like an artist. So they, they create and they like to play and they like to interact so we're going to um help them discover god that way and i'm just think that's amazing so we we use that um and we use that for each different age group um and we have lessons and we have activities and games provided um that our volunteers can engage with the kids as well and um that just just helps them to discover who god is yeah um so during the week we're doing a lot of that we're planning that we're typing up curriculum we're typing up lesson plans and and, distributing and, that
1: and on the weekend we have how many volunteers does it take to make those weekend experience work? for
3: one entire for one weekend of three services we need about 76 volunteers wow that's a um, lot that's
1: a lot and that's, that's, that's a lot, a lot on your part too because you have to train all of those volunteers mm-hmm, right. mm-hmm. um you know and pe- just so everybody knows um when a volunteer shows up to to volunteer they don't have to do anything everything is a i, I mean they have to Interact with the kids, <laughs> and they have to, you <laughs> you know, have to engage with the, with the kids. But the the prep work is already done, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. that's what I think is great. And mm-hmm. if you're thinking of volunteering, we we would oh. love to have you join yes. the team. Yeah, but yeah, definitely. it's we'd there's a lot volunteers. of preparation that goes into the, the the planning work, the behind the scenes. Um, so we have we also you also have a staff that works with you. Yep,
3: we've got four members of our staff. We have Carly, Michael, Shannon, and myself. Um, And we just, we have a blast planning for the kids. Um, It's a lot of work, but we we really do enjoy it. Um, We really do. And
1: and, and even, so okay. So now now a parent wants to drop their child off Mm -hmm. on a Sunday morning and they don't know anything about Waters, this is their first time in. Uh, Walk us through exactly what's gonna happen when you drop your kid off at Waters Church.
3: Well, I mean, if you've never been here before, then Mm -hmm. you would have to register your kids for the first time. Um, Then you will ask for a couple tidbits of information um, that makes it easier for us to contact you to know, you know, who you are, who your family is. Because we wanna, we wanna be involved. We don't want this to be a one and done deal. Like, we, when you enter our doors, we care about you. Mm, yes, <laughs> we care about exactly. you. Yep. Your kid becomes a part of our family, and we, we value you. Um, and so, depending on your kid's age group, they'll go to a different room. And what you're gonna see in the beginning, regardless of which room, is you're gonna see play. Um, right. We do play in the beginning, even though it looks like, oh, all these kids do is play. Are they learning a lesson? <laughs> are they doing anything? Um, we do play strategically in the beginning because that's where kids get comfortable. They come in and yeah. they engage. Um, that leaves an opening for the volunteer to say, hi, my name is, and what's your name, and what's your favorite color, and how old are you? And I think
1: our volunteers do a great job Oh, with they're that.
3: amazing. They yeah. are they absolutely really are. incredible. Um, so we go from play into worship where we sing and we dance, and depending on which room you're in, you might see a lot of bubbles during that time. You might see a lot of lights and a lot of, just a lot of movement. Um, yeah. And that's a lot of fun. We teach the kids how to worship. And we tell yeah. them that you know worship is um, a fun way to interact with God. Yeah. Um, and we we teach them all about that, and then we go into our story, um, which is. Um, Media-based? Media-based, yeah. Except for the Red Room, we have our yeah. storyteller. Um, and they're just very animated characters who just take the lesson that we gave them and just make it into this amazing That's fantastic. Um, Sounds display. like
2: fun. Oh, yeah, a lot of fun. A lot different when 20 years ago, we were given uh, candy and throwing <laughs> on a VeggieTale <laughs> DVD. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> and then I know in the Red Room, we end with small groups, where, it's where like that's where the kids... Um, that's where most of their bonding happens, where most of they're like, hmm, I didn't understand this. Can you tell me a little bit more about this? Or I really so want to about So they're basically kind of
1: going over the message again yeah. in a smaller group with the, yeah. with the leader. Which in a way is, that they
3: can understand where they become um, they become less like a person as opposed to a number. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Those are the people who are going to notice when your kid hasn't been in for two weeks and be like, oh, that's where great. is so-and-so? Like, I haven't seen you in forever because that's their job. Their job is to notice your child.
1: Yeah, and so I just want to talk a little bit about your volunteers. I have to say we have amazing volunteers at Waters Church, and committed. Some of these, some of our volunteers, I mean, just go above and beyond. Um, and I want to also just speak on the fact that we have uh, quite a few guy volunteers in our children's ministry. And in a gen- in a society where there's such a breakdown in families, um, a lot of single moms and a lot of a lot of kids that are growing up without dad figures in their life, a male. Um, Um, figures, Mm -hmm. um, we really value our male volunteers. Oh, yes, definitely. And and I want you just to elaborate on that a little bit.
3: Um, I think, I mean, we want to be able to, church is natural for women. Women naturally go to church. We like community, we'll come, we'll sing, we'll dance, we'll talk. Um, That's a very natural action for a woman. But I feel like it's less natural for a man. And I think it starts from when they're young. I mean, if you look at just the general structure of Sunday school, they see women, this women in the nursery, this women all the way up, and then this women in the older rooms. And it's just we want men to be able to take Absolutely. those especially those older room roles where where kids are learning to bond with leaders. We want men in there. So that men we want men on stage. We want men dancing. Yes. We want men getting yes. um just getting silly with these kids to show them that yes, men do worship, yes, men do pray, yes, men yes. do lead. Um, so that when these kids interact with the their world that they see like yeah like I am a man and I can lead and this is okay
1: yeah and you know I do sorry the men that we do have are fantastic Mm -hmm. I mean I've seen them in there and the kids it's funny to watch too when you have a female leader on stage and then you uh, uh, and watch the kids interacting with the women and then when you get a guy up there it's just I mean every kid gets engaged Mm -hmm. with with one of the male leaders And, and
2: incidentally speaking of men leaders you no, know, men. Men should be stepping up to be small group leaders. Yeah. you know, more men should step up for that. We mm-hmm. we encourage that. Yeah, right. We're calling you to action. We we do have a, a question. <laughs> okay. If you don't mind. Um, oh, we
1: we want some questions. So okay, please so send in your questions. This is uh, Love Waters
2: Church, um, but was disappointed when you moved to the new building. Stopped allowing children in service. Um, Having grown up in the church, I look forward to that family time and benefited greatly from
1: seeing adults in worship. What is the rationale for not allowing oh, children okay. under twelve? Well, that's a good question, and we um, we don't ever want to offend anybody. That's not our goal, and we understand. Yes, some people have really not liked this new rule that we have, but we have made it a commitment that we are going to do anything in our power to reach the lost for Christ. And so, one of our um, one of our biggest Well, it was a tough decision because it is. I mean, you're going to, you ultimately might ostracize certain people. But we felt that um, without having any distractions in our service was the best way to go about reaching people for the loss. Because let's face it, babies cry, moms get up, um, children are, are, I'm sorry. I know there's going to be people that say, well, my kid understands. I'm sorry, but they don't. Every child has to be reached on their level. Um, We have... Such an amazing, amazing children's ministry, and we purposely spent a ton of money on that so that our kids would go in there and have an absolute blast, Mm -hmm. Nicole will add to that.
3: And I think it adds to the experience when a child can come into some place and be noticed. I mean, if they're sitting in the sanctuary with you, that's great. They're having family time, but they're not being noticed by anyone else. That's right. No, I'm making connections. Right, and I mean, your 12-year-old, well, if your kid is 12 and under, they're going into a room where where someone knows their name they know their favorite color they understand who they are and they can pray with them they can interact with them during that entire time while you're having your service that's that's directed at you You. as well i think and
1: also they're able to um build friendships with other kids right so that is the rationale behind that we um we really uh, make no apologies for that and um we just we've seen such a growth in our children's ministry actually since even since we've been at this building and Mm -hmm. Doubled. Kids of Waters. Kids our ministry has doubled. Mm-hmm. So that's the answer. Do we have any more questions? But there, there is one more. One one uh,
2: woman did ask if there are college, uh, high school, college age students, uh, small groups. So I just want to answer that. Okay. We do have a wonderful group for college students, which meets um, on breaks and in the summers. So um, I can get that information to this person afterwards. But also for uh, high school students. E-groups. We have e-groups, awesome. <laughs> which is, uh, well, actually, Nicole is really involved in that, too. She's involved in everything. <laughs> we love yeah, her. Um, you want to touch on a little bit about what e-groups might be about, just so yeah. the student college, uh, high school
3: students might want to get involved? Well, e-groups is a part of Elevate, which is our high school ministry, um, and Elevate is amazing. They, the kids come in, and they interact, and they, it's, it's really cool. Um, it's unlike anything I've ever seen. Um, the kids, they have a blast. And egroups is a part of that. After the message, we break off into groups um, where we talk about the message, talk about life, talk about anything. And mm-hmm. it's just like space, just based off small groups um, where we can just interact with you and get to know who you are. And we pray together and we care about you. And we have a lot of egroup leaders and we are still building up our egroups. And That's if awesome. you'd like to stop by and check it out, feel free.
1: Okay. Well, you know, we didn't talk about um, Junior Elevate. Which is also part of our children's oh, ministry, right. and mm-hmm. also um, Senior Elevate. So, we also have Junior Elevate. Nicole, what ages are those?
3: Uh, junior Elevate is for middle schoolers. Um, so, that's like right after you get out of water ki- Waters Kids, you would go into Junior Elevate. That's led by Noah Aguiar. And yeah, he does a great job. Yes, he's, he's, fantastic. he's fantastic. Right. And they have they're, they're awesome. These kids are amazing. They like to, they're learning to claim their faith as their own. And so they're having discussions where they can discover while talking with each other. And th- these kids are amazing. They have these civil conversations that I think a lot of us adults we would, you know, be at right. each other's throats for because of um, difference of opinions. But these kids are able to um, mentor their classmates and mentor each other and just say like, you know, like this. Like, let's come to this conclusion together. And they're able to just create such a strong bond with each other for the cause of Christ. And they're just awesome. Yeah, and that's I think big. they have a blast in there. You
1: get those connections. That's awesome. Well. Mm-hmm. Oh.
3: Yep. But
1: well I think that's all we have for today.
3: Oh,
2: that Unless was we have any more, actually,
1: do we have any more questions? Um nope, not,
2: not any more right now, but if you have any questions out there, yeah, we'd love we'd love to he- we'd love to answer them. Mm-hmm. But uh this is this is really different. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh no, here comes Oh no.
3: If you have any questions,
2: ask
1: Tim.
3: <laughs> but, yeah, I think like I like the fact that we've been talking about small groups because I think it's really it's really important to like, get people yeah. like, involved. And I think a lot of the the pattern of how small groups have worked with for me is that people come in new to the church and they come into small groups, and then from small groups they kind of get a little hint of where everyone is serving, which is why it's important to serve because people take a look. You're making those connections. Right. I, I actually
2: knew somebody that came to this church for a while, and, uh, at least six months, and after six months they were gone. Mm-hmm. And I figured it out. They, they never stepped up to serve. Mm-hmm. They never right. got
1: hooked up in a small group. And Speaking of serving, though, Marianne, can you, uh, l- you know, I think sometimes people get a little bit scared off for the for serving because they're not sure what they, you know, how do they actually go about getting involved and what do they have to do? What's the process
2: if you want to serve? If you want to serve, you know, it's whatever your passion is. If you have a passion for kids, by all means. Mm-hmm. If you If you are not a morning person, do not, Step up to greet because you want <laughs> with the door. But, yeah. <laughs> but if you have a great smile and you and you like people, um, we you know parking, I, you know info central greeting, um, and what you do is you just go to info central. You can go right to info central after or before any service that you're here on the weekend and um, sign up with them. They'll mm-hmm. get you connected. They will give you a packet That's that awesome. you can fill out. Right. Yeah, and if you know if you're interested in any other thing like Growth Track or you know any next steps financial piece Growth Track, you can go right over. There's a kiosk as you walk in or walk out of the lobby, and we'd be happy to hook you up there in a group or a small group or.
3: It's awesome. It's a great way to get connected. I know, like when you first go to like a college, or even when you first go to high school, they say like you're not gonna make any friends if you don't get connected. And that's the first thing they want to do is sign up for a club or for a sports team. And it's the same thing with church. Like, yeah. I mean, I have like not an official rule with my small group, but they all know like if you want to hang out with Nicole, you have to serve. Yeah. Because it's I'm funny, at church.
2: It's funny that you said that because uh, my son had <clears throat> when he was in college, he um, the college that he went to. They actually believed in small groups. Their their classes were like eight or nine people, mm-hmm. and they met as a group. And not only like they bounced things off each other, it wasn't like they sat in circles are better than rows. So yeah, they right. sat in circles. I mean, we yeah. say that here: circles are better than better than rows. Um, they sat in circles. They bounced stuff each, off each other, and they also used other campuses. To get some of their work done, so uh, not other campuses, but I mean other schools, other colleges in the area, and they sort of work together. Yeah, so that's, working that's together, really awesome. you know, ca- they they really really want you to get connected because right. they don't want you to get lost in the crowd. Exactly, yeah. the same here. Yeah.
1: yeah, same thing. And uh, you know, learning to serve is such a great way to get closer to Christ. Yes. <laughs> so. Yes. All right. We have a question right here. Oh, we have a question.
2: We have a question. What is the minimum age to serve?
1: um i would say around 12. Mm-hmm. what would you say nicole
3: i mean i know for our kids rooms we get a lot of junior volunteers is what we call them and i think if they're under 12 they can serve with their parents we say like you know you can hang out with like, whoever is serving um and just be an assistant but we have a lot of 12 and overs like 12 to 15 who are amazing in our rooms yeah. because the kids look at them um and they just they do such a great job with just being organized and being attentive to detail i think some of my volunteers who pay the most attention to the small details and like who can um, REALLY CONNECT WITH SOME CHILDREN WHO um, OTHER VOLUNTEERS STRUGGLE TO CONNECT WITH ARE OUR YOUNGER ONES. THEY'RE REALLY AWESOME.
1: RIGHT. AND WE ALSO HAVE SOME 12 AND 13-YEAR-OLDS, 14-YEAR-OLDS WHO SERVE IN MEDIA. OH, YEAH. GIVE YOU A CAMERA. YEAH. THAT'S LIKE THEIR SPECIALTY. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Interesting. LIKE BEING ABLE TO TALK TO YOU GUYS. <laughs> well, THANK YOU FOR JOINING US, YOU GUYS. Yeah. AND THANK YOU FOR JOINING US ON THE DEEP END. AND NEXT WEEK, YOU'LL HAVE YOUR beard man you are too Pastor Tim the Pastor Tim we'll be back next week <laughs> thank you
0: thanks for joining us for this week's Deep End Podcast we pray that you continue to grow in your faith and that you would serve and support your local church if you don't already have a church home we invite you to join us this weekend at Waters Church we are located at 57 John Deach Square in North Attleboro Massachusetts and you can join us every Saturday at 4 p.m and Sunday mornings at 9.30 and 11.30 a.m. Make sure to stay tuned in for next week's episode of The Deep End Podcast.